Welcome to the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. Come on! Schmuck I was. Schmuck. It's not smuck. It's schmuck. A weekly look into the lives and minds of four friends and two lovers making it work in hashtag Smuck. Schmuck. Smuck. Now, here's your host. Jahaya. Hit me, bitch. Hit me again. I can take it. Give it to me. Special K. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> Chris. Black ass piece. And Lisa. Your balls dropped. This is the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. My pretty girl's gone away. My pretty girl's gone away. Girl. 
some radio yeah i retired though like all right so <laughs> <laughs> let's start with that well let's start with uh okay let's start who the with hell getting are us, you getting us on camera here hey what the guys what, where do i look do i look at this camera okay uh this when guy? you're performing you'll look at that camera so oh, what's man. on that screen right there is what's being recorded okay so right now there's a camera on top of the tv uh which is not I, that one. That one is that blue that one right one. in front of you. Okay. There's the gray one on the one on top of the TV, and then I do have that one for. Uh, that'll be more for when we perform. Oh man! So you got your name. Oh uh, wait, it's El. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh shit! Did I fuck that up? Really? Yeah. It's common. You wouldn't believe it. Uh. Sorry. Right. Why don't we roll with it? I yeah. Okay. Sorry. Right. I like. Um, <laughs> Becomes, I don't have any way to fix that really it's quickly. Sort of my, it's sort of my enigma is that like my name is my name is like a constantly changing and how people pronounce it. Yeah. It could be Foble or yeah. Foble. Foible. Foible. Foulball. I've I've Fable. Fa I've heard Fable, but I Foble. Yeah. But uh anyway, guys. <laughs> Welcome to uh, another episode of Dinner with Schmucks. This is the artist interview series. Oh, this is this is one of the reschedulements from last Schmucks. week. Schmucks, yeah. Uh, Stephen Fobble spelt E-L, unlike how I have it spelled here on the TV. So uh, see, uh, with that view, if we look at this camera over here, it actually blocks out the L. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, but anyway, we, we, uh, we kind of... We did half a podcast just standing out in the hallway out there, kind of catching me up on... Uh, uh, I have not seen Steve in 10 years. The last time I saw you was New Year's Eve 2009 at some place in Hawley, and it? you were performing keyboards with, I want to say somebody else, and Dieter and like Vince were performing in like the room next to us. They were doing like a little jazz thing. Was it with Jason Merrill? It might have been with Jay, yeah. yeah. It was probably with him. So yeah, that was, uh, I think that the time the Falls poured in, the Belvedere, what was something it? like that. Falls poured, I think, yeah. Falls poured in. That's when they changed the name. Now it's the Belvedere. I can't like or the Ridge. You know, I don't know. I I just can't get over how many places there are like to play music live in that area now than when we you know when we were growing up. Yeah. Like I had to beg Earhart's to get us to play, and the only reason we even got in there is because I worked there <laughs> and Dieter worked there. That's funny. <laughs> And then yeah. we got like the Chop House when it opened once, but yeah. now like there's places all over the place. You oh, guys yeah. are always playing. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot more going on. I wouldn't say there's a lot going on, but uh, you know, there's definitely some sort of a music scene, you know, which is nice. I'd like to think then, it was it was brought on by us yeah. during our formidable years in <laughs> high school. You can take credit <laughs> for that. I'll take credit for that. We'll take credit for it with uh, Clutter. By the way. Oh, all your very, all your Typical incarnations. Situations. Yeah, it was all the same Wait, thing. Wait, what was that one? Arctic Dreams. Arctic Dreams. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, that was the worst name ever. Sorry. <laughs> I I vaguely remember that. Was that a play on California Dreams? <laughs> I thought it was like a breath mint. 
it's it's got to be a play on California Dreams that show oh, that was God. on NBC. <laughs> but you know the thing is like band names are like the hardest thing to come up they with are. anyway. Like, there was there was one time Matt and I were trying to figure out a band name and we just started it was when I was living in Stroudsburg we started walking around the house looking at things and I remember we found this tube of uh, uh, what's that stuff called uh, sunscreen and it had the name on there no slip grip and we're like that's a name for a band we never used it I think we landed on Uncle Chester <laughs> and then that band quickly fell apart wow. <laughs> The picture, the logo I drew, seriously looked like an old pedophile. Like, <laughs> it was an old man sitting in a rocking chair. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're, you're about to talk about your uh, your radio. You said oh, something about yeah. radio. No, I so. did radio. Yeah, sure. Um, sorry. That's okay. I'm still waking up, by the way. Yeah, this, by the way, you are officially the earliest guest to ever uh, be on the podcast. Yeah. I think our previous earliest podcast might have been like noon or 1230. <laughs> hey, you know what? I feel productive. There, I, I'm most productive in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so I <clears throat> had a couple uh, jaunts on the radio. Uh, m- mostly starting in college, I I got involved with uh, the Lion at Penn State. It's a ninety point seven FM, and it's called the. It's basically college programmed radio by yeah. students. You know, nonprofit. It's a club. Yeah, that so seems exactly what I did fun. at WESS over it, in It's small listening area, mm-hmm. small range, small radar. It was also online. But I did a jazz show because I used to be, like, obsessed with jazz. Yeah. I used to think it was the only music <laughs> that mattered. I, I've known people like that. I went through my... Then I went through changed. that. Yeah, it's like, then you discover, oh, okay, not really. Yeah, there's, there's a ton of other stuff out there. I, mean, well, I got burnt out on it. In a sense, I, I agree. I've I don't think I've ever gotten burned out on jazz. I don't think I've gone deep enough on it before. But yeah. there are certainly genres of music that I've completely forgotten about, and then like rediscover. Like I'll sit in my office and work and just put uh, my massive music library. You remember like my CD wall I used to have in okay. my mom's house. Remember growing up? I remember your. Yeah. I remember that house. Yeah. <laughs> so all of those got ripped into the computer, like probably close to 10 years ago now. And then I've just added on, added on. So, and I'll come across stuff. It's like, wow, I haven't heard this in yeah. a while, you know, but yeah, I, I understand getting burnt out on just one type of music. Yeah. Or like the Grateful Dead. I have not burned, not gotten burnt out on the Grateful Dead. Have yet. you listened to the Grateful Dead channel on Sirius oh, all the time. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like if you just, yeah, you could do it. It's possible. I, I understand, but I'm not in my car that much anymore either. Oh, so yeah, yeah um, honestly, when I was in my car a lot, I used to listen to a lot of talk radio, podcasts, things like that. Now it's on, I'll get in my car, the Grateful Dead channel's on. I run down to the store or whatever and I come back. Um, I've noticed they've started playing more dead in company. But like for a while, like they oh, wouldn't really? play any dead and company stuff. And I'm just like scratching my head. And now you hear like they'd play it on jam on. Oh, that's cool. In between some of the other garbage music they play on that channel. But uh, I have yet to go to a dead and company show. Actually. I've, we went to our, I went to the one, it was supposed to be like in the fall of 17. It was like one of the last three shows of the tour. And then mayor had it, that emergency appendectomy. So they rescheduled oh, the last yeah. three. So it was in Orlando. So I ended up going, it was about a year ago. It was like right at the end of February last year. I, I th- they're f- fantastic. Yeah. They've gotten, especially watch, you know, listening to them when they started in 2015 or 16 to where they are now. Like you could tell how much they've grown as a oh, group. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and Bobby's vision for that group that he's like, someday it's just going to be John and O'Teal 
with like other people around him or maybe Jeff too because he's you know on the yeah, younger yeah. side with those guys. Yeah, yeah. But eventually Mickey and Bobby and yeah. and Bill are going to get phased out, but it sounds like he wants to create a kiss, like just interchangeable parts. Yeah. I mean, it well, it's going to continue. It'll continue. I've heard that the, I heard I saw yesterday that they are rumored to be playing the uh the Woodstock 50th anniversary thing that's going to be I guess up at Watkins Glen, not the one that's actually going to be at Bethel. Oh, they going to play at that? Dead and Company? That, that's what I saw yesterday. Yeah. It was like Dead and Company, Santana, Imagine Dragons, See, <laughs> like okay. Chance the can Rapper. We talk about, can, we, can we talk about the Woodstock? I would yeah. like to share my personal go, opinion. Yeah, let's go for it. So, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> I understand everyone's got to make a living, right? Wait, now, when you say Woodstock, what, what, what are you referring to? The 50th anniversary. Okay, okay. Now, I live, or I lived... Like right down the road from the original site in Bethel, and I work in Narrowsburg, so you know it's 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 kind of like my neighborhood, you know. But um, how I feel about it is, I'm surprised. I'm not. I'm surprised, and I'm not surprised because when you look at the the commercial celebrations that are going on, yeah. they are hundreds of dollars to attend, um, and I just find that to kind of go against. Everything that Woodstock was about. Yeah, and why it was such a cultural phenomenon, which is really, when it comes down to it, it was a gate-crashing festival that was overwhelmed by a thousand people and was deemed a national state of emergency. You know, I mean, not a lot of people realize what actually happened. I mean, a lot do, but it's just like, so here's how I feel about it. There should be a free festival. And there are. What's cool is like those the lo- in the local community. There are going to be There's a gonna lot be plenty of, of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff like the that. 50th. But I'm just surprised that like there there couldn't have been like funding too to make on these larger levels. Like you know, have let's go see Santana yeah, for free. But what what about you know? Here's free the con- problem though. Is what's the problem? so so? Hey, you have you have Bethel Woods now, which is kind of rebranded itself. The, yeah, you know, it's a, a. I've yet to be been there. Um, just because it's. I was in Florida when it kind of opened up, reopened up as an amphitheater. The so they they were going to do their own festival, and then it got scaled back to doing like four concerts over yeah. you know four nights. Live Nation's involved in the big official fiftieth anniversary, so you know it's not going to be a free concert because Live Nation and Clear Channel and Ticketmaster yeah. are all involved. I mean, yeah. it's it's corporate greed. Well, that's exactly and then Imagine right. Dragons. Come that's on, that's kind of where. We're, you know, and I get it. I'm like, I'm like, I, I realize that I live. This is yeah. the, this is the world we live in. You know, I'm attempting to run a business of my own. You know, I, you know, I work for myself, so I, yeah, I get it. Here. You know, there's a, it's a hustle exactly. one way or another. But there's also ethics, I think, and there's also uh, it, it. It should be. I don't know. I think it's somewhat of. I don't know cultural phenomenon, a cultural holiday. I mean, it's a big marker in the history of... Exactly. Just look at how big the 40th anniversary was 10 years ago. I mean, we saw like all that went down with that. I mean, it's just going to be that much bigger here. At least yeah. they didn't try a festival back then. And they certainly have not had a good track record with Woodstock 94 and Woodstock 99. I mean, I guess 90... I don't remember hearing much about 94. I guess 94 was a little more subdued, a little more... Yeah. It just it it wasn't on fire like ninety nine was. Yeah. Which I mean, again, you bring in the the groups you brought together, and, and you know I don't want to sound you know like the, the old man yelling at clouds in the corner, but the people that you bring together with those groups, you're you're setting yourself up for a disaster. Yeah. So. 
Well, you know what? It was a different time, different age too. Yeah, so exactly. You, do, you know, but it's all good. I mean, what do you? Yeah, that that I just want to uh, <laughs> share my opinion on that. Let's have a free festival. The government should fund it. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I hate, I hate, hate to see what that is, that would be. It'd be all like Toby Keith. No, not even because he's just going to want millions of dollars too. I'm not in charge. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you were in charge, though. Um, hey, you mentioned. Uh, so again, we're talking to Steve Fobble, spelled E L, not L E, like on the screen. There's no possible way to change it in time. I'll make sure the title's right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just a name, <laughs> and I don't really know. You know, I like it when it changes. There you go. It does it's all the fluid. time. Um, you mentioned uh, working for yourself and having your own business. So, uh, okay, you want to talk? A tell us about uh, Songbird Studios. Okay. Uh, well, what it is is it's more or less a music lesson studio in Narrowsburg, New York. And uh, I'm a music teacher. That's one of my one of my trades. <laughs> I've been teaching for over 15 years or something like that. And uh, you know, I love it. You know, some people. Um, some musicians aren't necessarily teachers by nature yeah. or a, it's a love of theirs, you know? So, but it, it really, I, you know, I had great teachers growing up and they really influenced my life. They were really like mentors throughout all the years. I kind of miss having that. I mean, I have mentors in a sense, like friends, older musician friends and stuff, yeah. but like, like an actual teacher, it's cool to have. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of where I'm at and, uh, it's cool cause now I'm doing my own thing. Where I'm actually uh, learn how to be uh, the boss, which is uh, not exactly what I ever wanted to do, but uh, you know we'll we'll see where it's gonna go. My it's gonna I think go in a really interesting direction. We've been I've been doing it for two years now, um, but yeah, we're in Harrisburg, New York, and I'm there five days a week teaching piano, voice, guitar, ukulele, bass, percussion, drums, nice, whatever. But you know people want string lessons they want different things so we're trying to get uh some new other teachers in there yeah. we're part of a bigger organization called uh the chi hive which is uh we're now expanding we're at 22 main street and now it's a uh, that involves like it's a yoga studio we're in the back actually the music end uh there's a dance studio involved there's a tai chi um so it's kind of like studio. this whole like art and dance and and yeah. community that you guys are building like right there. Yeah. And Narrowsburg kind of has a, a buzz going on right now. Anyway, there's a lot of cool, like farm to table esque restaurants and just being that we're in the Catskills yeah, yeah. and there's lots of farms around. Um, but is that little strip there is, is kind of blown up in, in a very small, it's a little sprinkle of, uh, some cool stuff. I, I can't say I've spent very much time in Narrowsburg. Um, Narrowsburg Lumber. I know that my dad was a, not not even that one, but the one in Lords Valley. <laughs> um, but I had spent a, made a couple of trips to Narrow Narrowsburg when I was uh, doing Sound and Lights with the Funky Niblets. They played a couple of like random gigs. There was one at this one bar we used to play at where the dude had like one leg and lived in the basement. I don't know, and he used to let like underage people come in after midnight, okay. and he'd always warn us like, you know, look if the LCB shows up, we're done. <laughs> Oh, um, but he liked his money. <laughs> and then I think we played like a, like an outdoor thing, like one like spring afternoon. Um, I vaguely remember I have some pictures, but I, I couldn't tell you anything else about it. So. Out that way? Yeah, I think it was in Narrowsburg. But yeah. again, this was like 15 years ago. The town's changed a lot. I, I think imagine. it's really developed 
over the last i mean i can't say when it's actually started i i'm kind of new to it all you know just like two years or so but i've been teaching up there i started teaching at the janice center in jeffersonville which is still up there offering music dance all all different arts classes fitness stuff too uh i don't i don't know what they're doing now but they're still up there nice and uh so you know there's little stuff but it's all small town rural community yeah but uh, there's a need for it, you know, where there's families and there's, you know, we have adult students too. And so, yeah, it's, it's fun. And you guys do, uh, you do like concerts or performances, yeah. you know, with, with the groups. We right? do recitals. Yeah, recitals. Yeah, every, twice a year we do one in uh, the, around December and one in the spring. Nice. You know, give them that kind of experience of performing. And it's really the only time everyone comes together. Cause they all come for their lessons, you yeah. know, but then we have some cool, uh, group classes. We do like a kid's rock band. Oh, cool. And, uh, kind we like started a rock type thing. Yeah. We, we kind of our own thing. Uh, you know, cause we can't use that branding of course, cause that would be this <laughs> copyrighted material. <laughs> we call ours just simply rock band. And then we kind of, but you can't use, but you have no problem with, I mean, cause rock bands just so ambiguous. It's but very I mean, ambiguous. I didn't call it. And it's not a you didn't call guitar or guitar band. hero. <laughs> So anyway, no, it's it, it it's uh quite an experience. Uh the first the first batch was like junior high kids and that was insane. A couple eight year olds and then this is uh this is like ages five to eight or nine. So what what are you what are you then, teaching them to play? Like Well, the younger okay, the junior high kids, they were actually pulling stuff off and we had some really talent I mean, they're still around, but we had some really talented kids who were like they could they could pick the stuff up, but of course, getting kids to focus even at that age and to listen to each other. Yeah, they're just so, and there's so yeah. much enthusiasm and energy at that age too. It's like they're in a band; they can be loud. <laughs> you know, ask me why I'm I'm going gray. Yeah. So, but then the in the younger kids, it's more about an experience and having fun. I mean, ultimately, it's about having fun. No, but the younger kids, you kind of have to like roll with what are they able to do. We get them to do minimal, like playing together. It's kind of like a sing-along uh, jam music session. Yeah, it's music's got to be fun. If it's not fun, I mean, that's why I. That's I, the whole purpose. That's so. why I stopped being a music major in college. Like it got to the point where that's it why was. I stopped playing jazz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do love jazz. <coughs> jazz is. Uh, can we swear on this? You can say whatever. Jazz the fuck is you want. shit. Um, that's but that's the reason. Like it, it. I don't want to say it became too much work because obviously you got to put the work in to get good at it. It's with anything, right? Yeah. But it was the way I don't know. The I can't explain it, but it was just not becoming fun for me anymore. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to have music ruined for me, and I don't want to be that guy. So I just got out. Yeah. And you know when I and I transferred to East Stroudsburg. When I got to East Stroudsburg, I actually joined the concert band. I joined the jazz band. So I still got to play. Um, and I took some, you know, some music classes because the, the music teacher at the time, Pat Dorian, um, was a real big jazz head and oh, uh, nice. a lot of connections with a lot of, uh, is your headphones fucking up? They're cutting in and out, but it's okay. Cause I can yeah, still hear I far. need to figure out what's it's going all on good. there. It's all good. Um, he had a lot of connections, especially in that area too. Like East Stroudsburg, Delaware, Water Gap. You mentioned the cat skills back in the seventies. In the 60s and 70s, I mean, those areas were like hot areas, for, oh, yeah. especially the water gap. I mean, the Deerhead Inn is there. Mm. They still do jazz a couple yeah. nights a week. So, like, we got to meet some, uh, he, he would bring in jazz guys to play with the jazz band every year. The one year, the one year I was in it, we brought in uh, Lou Delgado, who actually played with the SNL band for like 20-something years. He was a Barry Sax player. Nice. Um, uh, Charlie Parker's wife or sister, I can't remember. 
Um, Bob DeRoe taught there. He's the one who did uh, Schoolhouse Rock on ABC. He wrote all the oh, music yeah, for yeah, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The jazz guy, scat guy. Yeah, I, I go down there sometimes. Or have. Yeah, it's they some some awesome stuff. I met some some really cool people, and uh, and man, music was fun for me again. So I'm glad that I, I I'm look I'm glad I made the changes I you know the choices I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's no one should ever. What uh, did you major in there? Uh, at media communications. Okay. Um, where I. Which was funny because the radio wasn't even part of that. And I got really involved with the radio station. I was program director for a year and a half. I was interim station manager in the summers because I was out of the executive board. I was the one who lived closest to the school. So, like, I got put in charge. Oh, God. So, if there was an issue, I'd had to deal with it during the summer, which we had one issue one summer with somebody cursing on the radio. (laughs) Um I'm actually going back, uh, for those of you listening, going back uh, in like two weeks and I'm doing, uh, I'm going to be on the talk show with uh, with Rob McKenzie. Um, so the first time on the WESS airwaves in, in a decade. Um, nice. I'm kind of looking forward. It's going to be a fun interview. I catch up with Rob and I'm hoping to get Rob on the podcast and maybe once the semester ends. That so the people running that. Um, yeah. So Rob's the advisor over there at the station. Um, so you, you're working on a new album right now, right? Yep. So well, let's let's talk about what what you play. I mean, not not in terms of instruments, like your your stylistics, styles of styles, music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I I did the classical thing for a while. That's kind of come in and out of my life. You know, I started with that as a kid, and uh, you know, as an I majored, ended up you know majoring in college and for classical piano and. Um, you know, I, I kept doing it though. I always loved it. So, and then, and then I did, you know, there was a period where I did a lot of classical concerts. I had a friend, uh, West, tu- or st- he's still a friend, West Tudor. Uh, he played the cello. So we had like a piano cello duo, which was fun. Um, but then, uh, you know, so I, I did that. Uh, I got into blues and rock, you know, I was still into that, uh, jam band mu- music, jam uh, band. fish originals. <laughs> Grateful Dead, uh, Santana, whatever, you know. Um, again, but then I got really into jazz, too. So all of that, uh, you know, melds into one or so, or something like that. I started writing music, though. Um, well, I'm also, I'll keep going with the styles. Uh, I'm really into <laughs> reggae. I had a period where I got really into Bob Dylan and folk music, and I've always loved bluegrass. And yeah. so that's always coming in and out of the Americana uh some some of the Tom Waits stuff I got into was very folky or even Beck's folkiest stuff or Ben Harper, different people, Radiohead. Uh, it's it's really very eclectic, I think. But yeah. then I'm kind of under a rock. There's people uh, I haven't heard of ever. So it's kind of, I got really into like Bill Evans, Keith Jarrett, um, guys like that, Coltrane, Thornley Smoke. Yeah, yeah. So from a, song ra- <clears throat> from a songwriting standpoint then... Yeah. Your primary direction when you, you when you write, like what what is the primary genre you are you kind of just out there and you kind of touch on everything? Well, it's interesting. Um, so, you know, guitar, I started playing guitar. I'm, my main instrument, I would say, is, has to be piano, keyboards. That's, That's what, what I've always known you, known you as. But also voice has kind of been right like in the second seat in the times it's been the main thing. You know, I started off as a voice major. I was kind of naturally a better singer. Piano, I had to work, work harder at it. Um, but I picked up guitar at one point. Always lo- loved playing guitar and stringed instruments. 
you know, in percussion and yeah. uh, I can't play the kit for my life, <laughs> but I love percussion and I'm, I'm learning about the kit. Um, but mainly piano is, is the thing. Uh, but you know, here's what's weird about when, with songwriting, the first songs I wrote were on guitar and, uh, I didn't start writing until 2005. So it's, it's not been that long. I've been writing compared to like how long I've been playing. Yeah. Music. Yeah. yeah. It took me a long time to get over that. Uh, maybe cause I was formally trained. I mean, I'd improvised for a while, but, uh, just the judgment, self judgment. Um, and, and finally just, I think once I didn't care. I was able to write. Yeah. And the first song was like a reggae song and it was all these folky guitar stuff. And then I was like, man, I could probably write something on the piano. And I had been into jazz for a while too. And so finally I just started, you know, exploring that end too. And I think it depends who I'm playing with. Like when I'm, when I'm playing with a band that's doing a certain kind of style and they're also, you know, I was in this jazz funk fusion band for a while. And so I was constantly trying to write stuff that would fit that. You know, um, but a lot of stuff, it, it tends to be folky, a lot of it. So your new album you're working on, is it more folk driven then? Or I've heard a couple of, you know, you've posted a couple of things online of while well, you were tracking things, uh, some people you've had come in to play with oh, you. Oh, the new stuff? Yeah. Um, well, the first album I did was uh, called Serenity. That was done in 2016. That was all songs I wrote on guitar. What was, I so, actually, and I, I came across it uh, last last night. I was checking because I'm like, I think, I remember you sending me a CD when I lived in Florida. And it was, you titled it like Songs for 2013 or something. That was just a demo. Yeah, it was just, yeah. None of those songs are on an album. Okay. Yeah, so you never went anywhere with them? I have I probably have like <laughs> over 100 songs. I mean, are you going to do something with them? It's kind of like, sure, I could dig. Yeah. I, I felt, even with this album, I started digging through the arc, through the backlog. I mean, it's a huge backlog. Yeah, to see if there's anything you want and to I'm like, bring back to life. I'm like, I love those songs, but they're from a different time different, and place. Yeah. Um, do they really? And also, I'm kind of, what we're trying to do here is make like a, like tell a story, you know, and have more of a concept, oh, well, then, an, yeah. an album experience. So, I mean, it. I don't want to rule anything out, but there has to be kind of like a sense of like, these are all coming out of a certain phase of my life as the writer. No, that you makes know? complete sense. I think what we're going to do is like kind of, I'm obviously try to take from a lot of, uh, you know, modeling from Pink Floyd and the masters who really like did this stuff, wielding out concept albums. Uh, but we're going to do like interludes maybe at times or even sound effects and uh, reprises, you know, just, or, you know, and, and like, you know, very, very Brian Wilson. Is that, yeah. Well, we're, I, we're, te I'm attempting to write a string quartet for a one piece. That's very Brian Wilson. That's a trip. I knew <laughs> I could do it, but that's like a whole world in itself. Yeah. Like writing for strings. I mean, you're, you're basically writing for four part harmony. Yeah. Right. So I understand that pretty well. Cause I sing in choirs a lot. Like that's one thing I've always yeah. done. I've always been a choral even, singer. Yeah. So no, that this album. So uh, getting back to the subject. Um, thanks for <laughs> indulging on my ramblings. I'm really good at rambling. That's that's what is that what we do here? Yeah, we, we, you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to come back. I'll have to have you in as like just a regular guest. We can just sit here and bullshit with us because oh, we'll bullshit about whatever. We could bullshit for hours on end. Yeah. <laughs> we could just roll the dice. Just, just. Roll. I want to get dice for teaching because I had this music. Those theory. are probably not the ones you should take to teaching, though. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> I had this music theory teacher in middle school. I went to this middle school. We had music theory. 
And you know, music theory, come on. It's like, how exciting before is that going to be? Before you got to Wong Pawpack? Yeah. Okay. So, like, Where were you before you got to Wong Pawpack? I went to this music school in New York City. Okay. Is that, did you live I in New York City? There. I did not know that. Yeah. So I did that. That's a whole nother story. Uh, that's for anyway, another story for another day. Another day. But I had this music theory teacher who, you know, how excited you're going to make music theory. So we had, uh, you know, he came up with this dice game and it was like, we lived for this dice game. We didn't care about music theories yeah. much, but the dice game was the thing. So I started integrating that with my lessons on making it like a game because half the time kids are like, eh, and we have tons of instruments. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to imitate anyone's kid, but I'm just saying like sometimes <laughs> the kids, they're really tough. Like yeah. as, they, as everyone knows, right. I'm learning. I don't have kids, but I'm learning like, man, you can't get them to do anything and you don't want to force That's, them. Yeah, but I at the same time, it's like, well, you're getting paid to do this. So, you know, <laughs> you're trying to help them learn. But we have a room where we have at Songbird Studios, we have like drums, uh, piano, keyboards, you know, bass, drums, guitar, everything. So they can try everything out. Um, so I do different games to help make that choice and help just keep keep things moving. Yeah, kind of get them to experience Because they can, they can shut down, as you know, too, and just be like, no, I don't want to do anything. I just want to be a slug. Yeah. And then sometimes you have to let them be a slug. Anyway, so back to the album. I'm, I'm really, there's, I'm, I'm staying focused here, Chris. No, I want to tell you about the styles. Uh, so there's, we're doing like the, there's about three or four folky tunes. Okay. Uh, this one's going to kind of capture the eclectic style of my nature. So, and then there's a couple piano tunes. Um, there's a gospel style tune I wrote, uh, which is, I think, really kind of the capturing the, th I finally honed in on a theme for the album. I'm, uh, tentative title maybe rise or I will rise it's about rising rising up you know um some reggae stuff some ballads okay a couple ballads so uh do you have any idea when you're gonna be finished with it it might take a year yeah oh yeah and I just, a love type thing yeah I mean we just you know we it's it's a huge project the thing I was telling you outside before is like I don't have a working band for this so I'm really piecing it together with the people I've been playing over the years yeah. in, in these different styles. Uh, the string quartet thing is a whole nother trip. Um, we're, I mean, obviously we want to use real people <laughs> rather than synthesize. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to hone in on, on where maybe some, we were talking about getting some student, see if we go to some colleges and get student quartet. There, yeah. We'll see. Um, but it's, uh, I, I wanted to put a shout out to who I'm working with. I'm working with, um, Stitch from, um, Sound Paul's Logic Studio at the Silk Mill. Sorry if I messed that name up, but Stitch <laughs> is great. If you're ever looking for a, uh, someone to work with, he's always looking for new projects. Like that right there, the Silk Mill right there. I mean, that place sold antiques yeah. when I moved away. Like it yeah. was... Like it was at Castle down there, or never went there maybe once or twice. And now We're talking it's just about like, Holly PA. Yeah, folks. Holly PA. Now this is like this huge thing. And yeah, Lackawanna College is on the third floor. There's multiple uh, different practices on the second floor and offices, and the studio, uh, Sound Paul's Logic, is on the second floor. Then the first floor is all retail stuff. And then Settlers Inn, Settlers Inn is very involved in it. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're involved in the cocoon and they have um, their hospitality and catering service down in the basement. There's also a boiler room that they used to have Harmony Presents there was doing, uh, and Jill Carletti where they were doing. Um, I, did a, I did a poster for, live for something. Oh, like yeah. One year I did that, a live music showcase poster that, for, for those guys. That, that went, I forgot how many, I don't know how many years it went on for, but it went on for quite a bit. It, used, uh, it moved around a little bit. Uh, they're I believe they're going to build an entire performance space oh, nice. across the street up in the woods there. 
um, behind the dime bank. But anyway, you know, stay tuned, folks. Yeah, I, I need to. I actually need the last. We went up there, uh, so we got back from Florida. We got up here like the middle of December. We had like a week before we closed on this house. And we, we, the weekend we get up there, it was like Winterfest. So we go up to winter. I was going to go up, you know, take my wife up, my son, do all this fun stuff. And he got sick at lunch and then we ended up going home. So like I, I got to like as far as like Earhart's or whatever it's called now. I'm always going to call it Earhart's. <laughs> it's the docks. Yeah. Or the dock at Silver Birches or something. Um, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I, I didn't make it, you know, really past there. And then I went up to Matt's one night, but that's uh, 507 too. So I've not actually been down six and past the high school and down into Holly and up into Honesdale and in, in eons. Mm. So one of these days I got to do it when, when I have a reason to drive up there again. You haven't been up that way in a while? I, I mean, outside of going to my mom's, no. I've not right. been like up by the school or anything. Maybe you need a reason. I, I, I just need to need the sun out. <laughs> do you have a motorcycle? I do not have a motorcycle. I have no desire to ever own a motorcycle. I've never ridden a motorcycle. I've never ridden a horse. I've never ridden a horse either. Something about I might have the, ridden a goat kind of when similar. I was a kid, but they're kind of similar, aren't they? I mean, I guess there's horsepower in a motorcycle, right? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> mean like how, through the centuries, kind of thing. You know, there was the horse. Well, the horse was the main source of a lot of things. Oh, yeah, back in it the was day. the main source of transportation for it was power. Very things, yeah. I kind of want a horse. And that's and where horsepower. I'm not gonna lie. I want a horse and buggy, man. <laughs> I really do. Like I. <coughs> I'm also a farmer, like, you know, by, by spirit, not by, by actual trade, practice yeah. or trade. <laughs> no, but I, I've, I've done some farming part-time. I love it. I love being in, uh, it's, it's good therapy. And, uh, when you only do something like periodically, it's more just for fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. You get outside. I mean, there's, there's so many benefits to doing it. I go home every day with a box of vegetables. I, you have to eat vegetables yeah. every day to get through it, you know? And if not, you just throw in the compost. Yeah. Feel free. That's a better way to do it. I need to hey, uh, figure out a compost thing here once we uh, get a little more settled in. Grow your own, folks. <laughs> Goes for many things. I gotta throw that in a song. <laughs> Although it's kind of cliche. Yeah, it's been done. It's been done. Um, I, I, I put down a couple of notes here. Um, like I said, we need to we need to sit down and do like a proper like good like two and a half hour podcast one night. With a handful I could of plug. Us. I could plug some more of my bands. Uh, don't forget, <laughs> if you really need a Grateful Dead fix every Wednesday at Poor Boys in Scranton, Wait, approximately you guys play, eleven. You guys, yeah, you guys play late, right? PM so, to two AM on Wyoming Ave in Scranton. There's a Grateful Dead band that's been going on since 1989, 30 years, folks. MJ Pushkas, Jamie Novak, Greg Kondrak, Nam Berti. And you play with them myself. every Wednesday. Yep, I have been. It is a smoke bar. And we just smoking let, permitted. Yes, we, we let you know that just, so, you know, because it's it's rough on us. Like we, we, we tried to, to turn turn it around even just for those hours. And it was it was just like it wasn't going to happen. The the difference I, I know from when I was like uh, back in the day. Yeah. Like oh, playing in bars and like I feel it, though, the change like and I didn't really realize it until like it went away and you go home at night and you don't stink of smoke and then. The first time I stepped, like, there was one bar down in down in Florida. I went into one or down by my house once or twice. And the deal there is they don't serve food. So if they don't serve food, you can smoke in there. And like, I went there yeah. to watch, like, a football game one Sunday afternoon. And just being in there for, like, two hours. And I'm like, oh, my God. How did I put up with this for hours, like, two or three times a week, you know, at night? And yeah. it's just unbelievable. So 
So I'm guessing same thing. They don't serve food there, and that's why they they can, do, but to the minimal level that Pennsylvania allows, which okay. is something like an it's an eighty to twenty percent ratio. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah I wasn't sure what exactly PA's yeah, rules are on that. So well, yeah, and a bunch of places in Holly just turned that were kind of walking that line. You know, just went completely. Yeah, they non- just did it for the customers. Yeah, because you know you get enough out out of town business, and it's like people are like, really? Yeah, really. You, this Podunk town, you can still smoke in bars. I'm not. It's coming very <laughs> like for a lot of people, it's so like back backwards. It, it is. You know, but for a lot for people that it's like you know that your whole life, it's like you 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 go to a bar and you smoke. It's yeah. like what you know. Try telling someone that that's been doing that for forty years. You know. But yeah, they don't have many places left to do that, though. That's they should at least have one. I mean, come on. Why not? I, I, yeah, I don't I'll never frequent there, but that's why. Yeah, just have one for the smokers. <laughs> or, you know what they do? My, my friend Rob does at the Stone House. This is a great place up in Carbondale. Can we plug businesses? Yeah, you're right. Oh, awesome. All right, the Stone House, has, uh, they're up in Carbondale, north of the town on 106. A lot of great local live music and some out-of-town stuff. All different styles. A lot of folky-esque genres but you know a little bit of everything uh they have like us like a pool hall like a like an outdoor kind of like space they closed in and it's like that's their smoking yeah. room in their pool room so you're you're you have good. a room that's fine yeah, that's what i mean I'm it's its own little structure yeah it's perfect though and then the main bar is it's it's small but it's like you know that's fine no smoking. i mean there. even down like down there a lot of the places that were kind of like that where it's like oh you could smoke on the patio like they got rid of that too like you can't even like smoke out in the patio if you're at like a restaurant or a bar. Yeah, because they don't want it coming in. They yeah, don't want it's it around. The whole clean air thing. You know, yeah. it's. I get it. I get the it. The arena. But, you can't go. So you can't stand outside and smoke. You know, there's these little designated areas that have to be these little pockets now for these smokers. So it's kind of rough. Just don't smoke. Or get a vape. Or or get a vape, which they're trying to crack down on. Well, that's more cracking down for, for kids, but. Oh, I know. It's crazy. We, uh, our, our, one of our old co-hosts that lived down in Florida, both rode a motorcycle and he was a big vape guy and you sit here and vape on mic all the time. <laughs> Special K. If, if I heard you, that's bad. If you're listening, bad to vape. To the mic. I, I mean, it's water vapor, so yeah, it probably can't be good. <laughs> right? I mean, water well, that, and electronics don't mix. I learned about this at the studio. I learned, I've been learning a lot. Like, that's the great part about recording. Man, getting back in the studio, I mean, like, okay, it's a huge undertaking, right? I mean, recording an album, yeah. right? And you, know, and you don't know this until you do it. And it's one thing to just go in and record a demo, fine. Yeah. That's not, you're not trying to get it right or perfect as much, you know, but to go in and be like, no, I really want to carve this out and get it really dialed in and arrange things. I mean, it's a huge endeavor. So that's been the big thing with that is learning, learning about, okay, how do I really want the song to, and it's like I like to let people when I, when it's my my when I'm in charge which isn't that much but you know <laughs> musically like when yeah. I when it's my band or whatever or for doing my music I like 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 to let people do their thing but I'm learning like you know it's better to have parts written out because when you have so many especially when you have a lot of people playing it's easy it just could become messy I mean we're if just having, not used to playing each other and listening to each other like some of these folk tracks we're just kind of going to town because you can and I've all these friends that play so there's like 10 tracks fiddle on top of picked guitar and slide guitar yeah, or, yeah. there's fiddle there's mandolin there's banjo there's pedal steel there's ukulele there's guitar there's um, upright bass you know there's drums you know vocals harmonica and you put it all together and you're like okay 
that's tricky. Yeah. You know, at that point you have to orchestrate it or it's got to be like, yeah, more or less. Like I, I, I try to compare stuff to like a drum circle sometimes. Like when you have a lot of people in a drum circle, it's either going to be chaos or just sometimes it all clicks where everyone just finds a little, a little simple thing that locks in. And it and it works and everything and and that is the genius of bands like Fish and and the yeah. Dead and that's what I, that's kind of what I was talking about too when with like Dead and Company too you know obviously when it was Jerry and the boys back in the day I mean they played together for thirty something years yeah but these guys have been you know yeah you had three of them you know two of them are drummers um, but to bring you know John in and and I mean Jeff played with you know through enough and O'Teal like to have those guys pick up and you can hear the difference from listening to stuff from like 2016 to the, like the 2017 2018 yeah, 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 tour yeah. that they hear each other and mm-hmm. and they listen and they play off of each other and that's i mean i don't know if there's any way it does it better than fish right now those yeah. guys are just they just seem to be so on i, I don't know that's my i haven't listened to them recently but i mean yeah they've been at it the same group for the longest amount yeah. of time yeah that's really sure. with theirs and they've ch- gone through a lot of cycles too i mean that's what i was going to mention with the dead even like i mean they had plenty of bad shows oh. plenty of bad years yeah and so did fish and so does every band and so does every person yeah so you know like uh it's just like part of life i guess but uh yeah they're still they're still going and that's what's awesome it i mean is. that's half the battle is just <laughs> The longer you do anything, exactly, the better yeah, you get, yeah. you know? So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm learning about the, the tricky thing with this though, too, is like we recorded, we didn't record everybody together at once, which would have almost been impossible. So it's been yeah, like it's, track by track. Yeah. So it's up to us to kind of go through and kind of Frankenstein it and whittle it down. I, that's the part though. I, I like about it's fun. And, though. and I, and I like that too, even doing this, like taking this and I sat down and did the video version of, uh, of the podcast with, with Jamie from the victory drive. We just put out uh, in the last couple of days. Um, like I sat down and I have all these pieces and I'm like, I have to make this coherent. You know, I got to make it sound a little bit like the audio version, you know, but I want to make sure I have all this visual interest. So I, I like that. I like sitting down and, and basically like that Frankenstein and stuff together. Yeah. And I've always, I always enjoyed that doing music, recording music. I got more of a thrill being the engineer in a studio than actually playing. Yeah. Like I enjoy much more being on the engineer side and, and the production side than, I mean, that's I cool. look, I love playing, but like, I like being, that's where I can really put my stamp on something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a whole world. I mean, and it gets to a point where you're just like, there's so much technical, sorry, off the mic. There's so much technical aspect to it that it's like, for me as a musician, like I, I'm, I want to stay focused on the music and let someone else handle. That's why the partnership is good to have someone that's really got the technical side covered. And I, as the writer have that and the musical knowledge, so together, you know, it's a working thing where like we have different opinions and yeah. different preferences. And sometimes I just go with like most of the time I just go with them. I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Man. I mean, because it's not that big of a deal. You want to take that little piece of a of a of a fiddle part out. That's not going to kill me, you know, or what vice whatever. And the looking part at is. like a lot of, you know, these successful bands over history, you know, like the Beatles. I mean, George Martin was there for everything. You yeah. know, like the, these guys have a producer, even like the early Dave Matthews stuff with Steve Lillywhite, you know, and, and these guys come in and they put their, their stamps on things. And I, I think Dave is good at, you know, I, for some reason, and I don't know if it's just because of 
the way I followed him early on, you know, through the years or whatever. But like, I would always hear more about like the producer things with him, like the production roles. Like every time he did a new album, like who the producer was, and you can kind of hear just completely how different the album is going to be when they did stand up and they use that like hip hop producer, you know, and then even like this latest album, I don't know how much you used to listen to Dave Matthews band, if at no, all, not a lot, no. um, but like they, they actually went back and like a lot of older tracks, um, stuff that they started recording years ago that still had Leroy Moore on it and stuff and stuff that was done by Lily white. And I think there was like four producers that worked on this album. Oh, wow. Um, Going back to our, uh, you know, early, I mean, Chicago was another one. Early Chicago, James William Garcero or Garcio, whatever you say his name. Yeah. I mean, he was, that was the sound. And then in the 80s, David Foster took over as their like lead production guy. And then that became their sound. Yeah. You know, and it sucked. And it, my opinion, ruined the band. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. So, but, it, but it's good. You know, you, you very rarely do you find those musicians that are, that are so good at both. Yeah. And that's why I kind of brought up Brian Wilson before because he is that guy. Like, he was phenomenal. He could play almost anything. And the guy was a genius in the studio. So. Um, and, and enjoyed that part, enjoyed, assemb enjoyed assembling things and, and putting things together. Mm. And I mean, you know, when he recorded good vibrations, everything was recorded individually over like 15 weeks. I forgot to, the time it took and everything was put. And that was before computers. <laughs> that was analog, like marking tape saying, all right, this has got to go here, cut here, cut here. It's not right. now. It's just point, click, copy, paste. Yeah. Yeah. It's compression and you call it a day. Yep. So yeah, it's a whole nother thing. Unfortunately, we are uh, we are running a little short on time this morning. What time is uh, it? It is uh, a little after ten thirty. All right. So, I guess we should do something else. Yeah, if you want to uh, get the instruments out, you want to do a tune or two? Yeah, I'll do a tune. Uh, should I do one off the album? Uh, whatever you want to do, probably. Or you could do a cover tune. <laughs> no, I don't want to do a cover. All right, all right. So we'll take a uh, a quick break here while uh, Steve gets out his. Uh, you gonna play uh, guitar or uke? I think I feel like I should do a uke song. Okay. All right, so I gotta get the mic out and everything. So we will be right back here with uh, Steve Stephen Fobble, the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. What are you doing buying your stuff from the guy selling in the parking lot? Dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com is the only place to pick up all of your official Dinner with Schmucks podcast swag. T-shirt, tees, hoodies, cell phone cases of prints. It's all just a click away. Dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com. Give thanks, give thanks for the morning and 
here guys with steve steven do you like steve or steven i know you use steven on there yeah i've always known you as steve but i know people like to use their full name yeah i don't care you don't care all right i'm gonna keep calling you steve (laughs) whatever make whatever you're comfortable with i mean i can call you like leonard i I don't know spelling of my name man yeah exactly it's fluid so it's fluid steve fobble here uh doing on gonna play a little ukulele for us little because it's just a little it's a little guitar yeah um (laughs) and i'm gonna play my little song (laughs) what uh what what are you gonna play for us well i uh i got two songs on the album that are ukulele songs uh i guess i'll uh i'll play the one that's gonna be on the album might as well might as well get the PR rolling right now because I'm such a good businessman. Yeah, there you go. Actually, not really. Like, that's the thing. Like, the promotional aspect, it's tough, man. Gotta get High Stick Creative involved. I need a I need a business mind. Okay, anyway. Ready? Yeah, all right, let's go. Okay. What, uh, so what's the song called? Song is called Come With Me. Okay. Um. Yeah, leave it at that.
I just close my eyes and wait till the end of the ride, you know. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. If you're an eye contact kind of person, I understand, but you know. No, that's uh, it's weird. That's like the that's the ultimate thing when you play. You're like, do you close? I mean, it's it's a big thing. I've seen different friends go through that transformation of like looking up in the audience. And I have this one friend. Her name is Sarah Holse, and. Um, she is amazing the way she, uh, her, her stage presence. And I have other friends that are great too, but her especially really, uh, just looking people dead in the yeah. eye and smiling. Uh, as a drummer, and I just, like, Whoa. I, I sit in the back yeah. and yeah, <laughs> my eyes actually, you know what? It doesn't I, matter where you look. It actually, I, 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 a lot like, uh, the drummer from string trees incident. Like I have my eyes closed and my heads, like I count time with like just nodding my head. Because, like, yeah. you know, you're using your feet yeah. to do other things. I mean, a lot of times I'd keep it on the hi-hat. I've done that, too. But, yeah, a lot. I just got into just using my head yeah. to just keep time with it. And, and, yeah, eyes closed. And I have a question for you. Yeah. As a drummer, do you practice with the metronome? Um, a, I haven't actually, quote, practiced in in years. Um, I When I would, like, practice, like, stuff for, like, music class, like, when I was a music major, Yes. When oh, I'm doing yeah. drum set, like and most of the time it's, I just sit down and play, I put some music on and I play along with it. Gotcha. So, but I have done the metronome thing, but it was, uh, it was, it was, you know, back when I was reading, you know, doing music out of book, I was playing stuff for, you know, auditions or, you know, or whatnot. So. Gotcha. But, but that thing was cool. You want to do uh you want to do another one or. Sure. I'll do another one. Well, right. why not? People, people would rather hear music anyway than talking, I think. I don't know. They like. Both. I mean, uh, this you're you're only the second musician guest we have on here. But uh, do you want more? Because I'll send yeah. them your way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to. Attach I know you lots more. of musicians. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do another. You want to do another uke tune? I collect musicians. <laughs> like baseball cards. I need. A, I actually want to buy one of the old Rolodexes just to have it. All all, all musicians. I'm sure they sell them on Amazon. <laughs> or at like Home Depot or not Home Depot Office Some Depot second hand shop maybe <laughs> or, back or yeah, go to so Ollie's we haven't stocked these in 20 years <laughs> okay am I in tune you're the engineer uh, you're you're the guy with the ear okay I'll do one more this one is a reggae tune not that that wasn't but this one is it's slower let me remember the chords <laughs> okay here we go ready we, all right we're rolling we are rolling Gotta be strong within yourself 
or be controlled by somebody else. Go chase after every dream, but just know it's just a dream. How is it every time I go? Every road leads me back home. Seeing every land from coast to coast, this is the place I love the most. I love the most, yeah. I love the most, yeah. Don't go chasing every time. Pretty lady blows my mind. Gotta stay true to my own course because love cannot be forced. So every day I play my song and I hope you sing along that you feel. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna do that one again. <laughs> that you live by your free. <laughs> All right. Don't go chasing every time a pretty lady blows my mind. Gotta stay true to my own course because love cannot be forced. So every day I'll play my song and I hope you sing along. That you live by your own choice Fill the world with your sweet voice Your sweet voice, yeah Your sweet voice, Sorry about that fuck up. Ah, no worries, man. That's 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 the fun, right? I still messed it up, but I at least kept going. I think the words are uh, that you live by your free choice. I think I'm gonna have to double check. That so one. wait, what was the name of that song again? That one's called. I, for lack of a better, I don't have a great name for that one, but I call it "Stay True." Okay. But yeah, it's more about, and that's kind of like, that song kind of captures the vibe of the album. I haven't recorded it yet, but it's like about, you know, being true to yourself and also kind of embracing what you are and who, and, and what you have in your life and, you know, all that good stuff. No, that's awesome. And I think that's a, uh, that's a great way to, uh, that's a great way to wrap this one up. Oh, thanks, uh, man. Good, uh, thanks for bringing me out and no, dude, rambling and, and, with me. And, you know, we need to get back again because I've got... Old band stories from high school, oh, the Ritz man. Theater, et cetera, that Ooh, we need to talk about. the Ritz about. Theater, yeah. <laughs> Your top five concerts. I need oh, some dead wow. stories. Oh, Some gosh. growing up in Nepal. Oh, man. We have plenty of stuff to talk about. On All right, that. so this is round one. <laughs> this is round one, so. Can we throw some music in the other one, too? For oh, the hell yeah. of it? Yeah, definitely. It's good, you know, break it up. Yeah. So. Not that people don't like talking. <laughs> So again, Steve, thank you so much for coming out and uh, doing uh, thanks, uh, man. doing fun. this podcast with uh, with, well, with me. Unfortunately, we don't have a, a co-host in studio today. Um, Beautiful young lady. Yeah, exactly. Right there. That Friday. knows like more about music than us. <laughs> wow. So it's a Friday Where morning. Where are you? Um, 
Steve, this will be out. Uh, I got something scheduled already next week, so this will be like two weeks from now. So anyway, thank you again. All right, Leia, I'll be back. Um, you. Hey, you want to plug anything? You just want to go through a couple of plugs quick? Again, Songbird Studios. Songbird Studios, yep. We're running music lessons and different events. We're trying to expand. Uh, you know, if you're even interested, uh, there's other aspects. Uh, I actually need a lot of help on the uh, business end. And uh, I got I got some good balls rolling, actually, finally. But, you know, the business end and, and all that good stuff. Uh, but, yeah, Narrowsburg lessons. Uh, and you're on, they're on Facebook. Yeah, Songbird, Songbird Studios. Studios is on Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm on Facebook. Not often but <laughs> i i now just check it like for a split second yeah i'm trying to really limit the no, uh that's, the, that's the, the time yeah. there's too much time wasted yeah um but then bands you know village idiots uh, on wednesdays as poor boys and um yeah different projects arcadia corral we have our baca festival going on that's a choir that i sing with with orchestra and we're doing a bach and a Haydn work large choral number so if you're into that kind of stuff that's going to be happening uh the weekend of March 23rd, I think the date is. So that'll be like right after <coughs> on a Sunday. Out. Yeah. That's coming out soon. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So again, thank you so much, Steve, for joining us. Uh, Dinner with Schmucks podcast, dinnerwithschmucks.com on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, DWS podcast. Um, and go out and give some high, high stick creative some love too for bringing you all this great creative around around us uh, so um well guys we'll be back uh next week or maybe the same week i don't know I, i've actually getting like a lot of these now lined up and and recorded that i actually have now have podcasts to release without trying to scurry together to record one every week so oh cool this is good bat, you got a log going uh, i'm start now it's starting yeah and oh, a cool. couple more lined up here so uh again thank you artist interview series number two sweet sorry you're not number one but no that's all right uh one of the reschedulements from last week but we're all good and uh yeah, steve will I found be back the place. yeah steve found the place so we will be back uh and we'll talk to you guys um in the near future all right have Later. a good uh night day weekend whatever later namaste you guys bon appetit wolfgang schmucks
This has been another episode of the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. If you like what you heard, you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash Dinner with Schmucks. We are Dinner with Schmucks on Instagram and at DWS Podcast on Twitter. If you want to connect with us old school, you can send us an email, dinnerwithschmucks at gmail.com. We may even give you our mailing address. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review on iTunes. Oh, and make sure you tell a friend. Until next time, 